welcome back to another episode. Sean, I'm excited to have you here, man. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course, uh, man. Yeah, my name is Sean DeRossett. Um, I'm an entrepreneurship major at FGCU. Yes. Um, enjoying life. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, that's that's the high-level stuff about me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, first of all, how do you say your last name? Derosset. I was having so I was having a problem saying that for like the longest time. I don't know why. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think I even mispronounce it. I mean, my dad says Derosset. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's on the phone for like a business call, he yeah. says D Rosset. D like, Rosset. Oh, oh yeah, like he's trying to like really sound it out for people. You know what that reminds me of? There's this movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can, with Leonardo DiCaprio, and oh, they're like. Yeah. It's like Abignail, not Abignail, yeah, not Ab- yeah. like whatever. It's just Abignail. I was like, so yeah. I was like, I was like trying to like, I don't want to mess up your name, so I'm just gonna have you mm-hmm. do it. So this time, that's one of my favorite movies. I, I love, love that movie. movie. I watched it. So the first time I watched it was, uh, I think like actually a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I dude, I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, it's great. And yeah. it's like not even just like the fact that great production. Leonardo DiCaprio is literally one of the greatest actors of all time. It's just mm-hmm. the story behind it. It's the fact that this kid, this 17 year old, 16 year old kid, mm-hmm. able to do that much damage mm-hmm. in a matter of like two three years that's mm-hmm. crazy that's so that's a savant right there and like i guess we can start off first so actually where are you from i'm where from, from uh, duluth georgia duluth right, georgia right outside okay. of atlanta yeah but you're a pittsburgh fan how does that work yeah so i'm a pittsburgh fan and i'm an atlanta fan both <laughs> both struggling um, both struggling yeah, man. yeah so i'm sorry i'm a tom brady fan and we just love beating you guys hey i enjoyed watching brady this year yeah yeah, yeah. i did it but yeah i'm a pittsburgh fan because my mom's from pittsburgh yeah and i i uh, go up there in the summers mm-hmm. love it up there and you know, I lived in Atlanta. Well, just right in Duluth mm-hmm. um, for most of my life. Then when I graduated, I came down here. Nice. Wait, so you graduated from high school there? So uh, yeah, yeah. What what brought you all the way to FGCU? So originally, um, I was really into golf, right? Mm-hmm. Still am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played on the golf team in high school, and then I wanted to go into PJ management mm-hmm. for uh, at, at FGCU. Yeah. So I moved down here to do that because there's not many schools that have that major. Yeah. And um, I was familiar with the area already. My parents had a little vacation place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I came down here for that. Um, and I started working at a golf course, and I realized I was like, I don't really want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Maybe down the road, like, I'll take this path. But I want to do something, like get an education that I can kind of use for a number of things, mm. you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, over time. Yeah. You know, I evolve, like I want to kind of learn new things and who knows where I'm going to be like five years from now. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's where I'm guessing the entrepreneurship came from. So when did you decide to change your major? So I changed it to business management. Okay. I was going to school at uh, Florida Southwestern, okay. um, saving money doing that. Yeah. And um, every class that I took, like I did not enjoy it. At all the classes I did enjoy, yeah. like philosophy class and, yeah. all the, you know, just yeah. interesting, like unique stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. I enjoyed that, but like not like all the business courses. Why? Why was that? Like, what was wrong with those classes? So there wasn't really anything wrong with it. It was just like bland to me, and there was no purpose behind it for me personally. So um, I enjoyed the idea of um, of entrepreneurship when I, ironically, like I was still pursuing the uh, the uh, the road towards business management, mm-hmm. and I went to see an advisor at FGCU um, for business. Yeah, and. They didn't have any that day for business, but they had one for entrepreneurship, and she was familiar with uh, the business management people too. Yeah. So I was talking with her, and she kind of told me a little bit more about the major, and she said how you know it's more than just business; it's a little more unique, tailored towards like problem solving, mm-hmm. um, creating. It's more of like business with some creativity yeah. mixed in there, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. 
and I was like, man, I I might have to do this. Yeah. I might have to try it out. I like to con- I, I like to consider entrepreneurship as like one of the only areas, one of the only fields where ambiguity is like into, is like um what's the word? It's into it's like it's people ambiguity is what something like people look forward to. Mm-hmm. It's what I look forward to about the about the majors. Like there's nothing really ever concrete. It's one of those like you just kind of have to figure it out. You gotta yeah. figure it out on your own. And one of the best things about it is like you develop so many little minute skills throughout like that you wouldn't develop if you were just in a static major such as mm-hmm. business management or nothing against all these other majors but like entrepreneurship just allows you to just mm-hmm. you can do all you can kind of pickpocket everything you wanted to do in that so mm-hmm. what year did you what year what year did you get to FGCU uh, let's see I, my first semester was uh, fall of 2019 so fall of 2019 and, and I think it was very like interesting because like when I wanted to transfer I, I did it uh, too late, mm-hmm. and so the semester already started for um, what was it like spring of uh, 2019? Okay. And my plan was do to do business management, but it just worked out because I was too late, so I couldn't start classes. Yeah. And then I found out about entrepreneurship. It just it all worked out. It, just it was all great. Worked. That was yeah. perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how, perfect timing. So how was your experience at FGC's entrepreneurship program been for you? Um, it's changed my life. Honestly, okay. it literally changed my life. Um, it's all about uh, creativity and like identifying like your passions, mm-hmm. what, what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and then solving problems um, within those fields mm. and um, really leaving your mark. And I think the biggest thing that people don't understand about entrepreneurship, um, a lot of people think about like, oh, like getting rich, like building your own company. Yeah. And some people think, you know, it is very risky. Um, and sometimes it is, yeah, but it you, is, can, you yeah. can mitigate the risk. Yeah. Um, but ultimately to me, it's about bringing value to other people. Mm. It's creating value. And I think it's like, I get so much value out of that, I, so I, much purpose. I love that, man. Yeah, so it's cool. And um, yeah, to, to kind of come like full circle, um, those business classes that mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy at yeah. FSW yeah. for that major, Yeah, it's crazy because like, I started to love what I learned in these classes, right? Really? There's a lot of different classes in like the entrepreneurship courses, right? Mm-hmm. And when I started to like understand like business ideas and um, think about how I'm going to leave my mark on the world then I was like man like I really want to take like a finance class and I want to like implement that stuff yeah. into what I've yeah. learned now so yeah. it's funny like it's full circle because I'm going back to those classes I didn't like mm-hmm. the accounting stuff the finance stuff yeah and now I'm like craving it so and as well as like the excel stuff like yeah I, I was it was brutal for me yeah. but now I'm like all about it yeah for sure because I have like um, a purpose now mm-hmm. like before there was no like end goal now it's just like because um, down there's something to apply it to. Yeah, yeah, at first, yeah. you were just learning it just because you wanted to break. Yeah, now yeah. Now it's like, actually, like I need to produce something, mm-hmm. and I need to learn the skills that are, are required to produce said thing. Yeah, yeah. At, at the end, to simplify it, like I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about mm-hmm. it. I wasn't excited about it before. Yeah. But, um, and it, it's just cool because, like, I know these skills that I'm learning in these classes, no matter where I go in life, like mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to implement it like yeah. we have so many different people in our program like music people uh, tech people mm. you can go on and on and on like there, there are so many unique <coughs> people for sure so that's where I want to talk about yeah, you sure. said something about passion and mm-hmm. then now you have, your business idea has to do with music could you mm-hmm. go from like where how do you get introduced to music yeah so um my my dad has played piano mm-hmm. and he's fantastic plays by ear and everything yeah and he brought me to a lot of cool concerts when I was younger like Paul McCartney Ooh. um I think uh, the Who, you know, some the classic. Who. Yeah, the, I, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, who's the Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a classic rock band. Yeah. Um, so that's like his kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll, I'll listen to like other music too. Um, you know, a lot of different genres, but 
Um, yeah, I never really like played music or anything. And then when I was going to FSW, I had like a lot of alone time because it was like the culture there. Was, mm-hmm. I didn't have like a big circle of people that I knew yeah. like because I moved down here. Yeah. So I was kind of just like looking for hobbies and trying to like do something to like pacify my boredom. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was listening to uh, some Mac Miller. I love Mac Miller. Great guy. Yeah. Great artist. And Great artist. Um, I wanted to learn 2009. I love the piano in that song. Okay. So. I went on YouTube. Well, first I bought a electronic keyboard. It was like two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was worth it. Yeah, still have it to this day. Only one I have. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I got the keyboard, and then I went on YouTube, uh, typed in how to learn the song, and it just had the keys like a digital, um, just like a digital video of the keys coming down on like a keyboard, and it just tells you like the colors of like what what notes to hit. And I'm like, okay, let me just follow this YouTube video. And it was cool, like it was teaching me the notes, but by the time I learned it, mm-hmm. I was exhausted by it because like I was hitting the same notes for, for and days over, over and over. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to like go that long route. Did you, uh, did you at least learn the song though? Oh, I learned the song. Did you still play I, the oh, song? heck yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. You might have to play it for me one it, day it's just an, to test it out. Oh yeah, it's just like stuck in my brain. Like <laughs> it's funny, once you put your hand on yeah. the, hands on the keys, you just know like whatever you've learned, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part. But. Yeah, so I learned that, and it just wasn't, like, as fun as, like, the beginning, because I played it over and over and mm-hmm. over, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was kind of, like, a problem that I discovered at the time. But, yeah. But um, then I learned about um, kind of improvising, like, um, playing in a key, it's called, like, in a scale, and um, started to kind of just, like, make my own little pieces and okay. stuff like that. Okay. So it's very different how I went about it. A lot of people have, like, a piano teacher or uh, just kind of something like YouTube videos or whatever, but... Um, yeah, now it sounds like I really know what I'm doing on yeah, the piano. Yeah. Like I sound like I sometimes I can trick people to think I'm really, really good, <laughs> but I really don't know like that much. Like yeah. I know a little bit about music theory, but um, yeah. So that's my journey with the piano to mm. this point. And then um, I, I did come up with a business concept. When you're ready to jump, yeah, into we'll that. jump into that. I want to know is <laughs> why did it take you so long to? Get, I mean, if you seem you grew up in music. Your dad mm-hmm. took you to concerts all yeah. the time. Why didn't you just pick up an instrument? He didn't, he didn't like try to get you to pick up an instrument as a kid, like. Why, why the piano? Yeah, that's a great point. He's He has a grand piano mm-hmm. back home in Georgia. and Does he know how to play? Oh, yeah, he's, he's oh, phenomenal. Okay. And he, he taught himself. Like, he was like a music major, too. Okay. But then he didn't really like um, like reading sheet music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny because like, most people will try to go that route, but he's just all by ear. Like He's very gifted. Uh, so, yeah, he's played piano, like tremendous piano my whole life. But every time I'd sit down on the piano, mm. um, I would just like hit these notes and then it wouldn't sound good and I just like gave, just up. gave up. I just gave up. Yeah. And it was funny because like around high school, like ninth, tenth grade, yeah. my friends would come over and um a couple of them like were really into like music, like making their own music, like they rap and stuff, post on SoundCloud. Yeah. And I would go on the piano and I think I naturally kinda had like a gift for like kinda like hearing notes and stuff. Yeah. And I'd play very like simple, like a couple keys like back and forth you know and it was only like ninth grade and nothing crazy mm-hmm. and um i'd play some keys and then they'd start like rapping to so it you guys basically <coughs> just started a band uh, well not really like we had like voice memos you know <laughs> and and they were like the funniest like we would laugh about them like they were foolish you know but i had so much fun doing that and we um we never really did much of it just on occasion we mm-hmm. did that and i remember thinking like man like i really want to keep on doing this mm. and then like the next day like you just move on and yeah. you know do whatever but yeah. it always stuck with me where, like those are like fond memories mm-hmm. and i never really like attached myself to trying to learn piano yeah. until like later on when i 
had that um, that interest in playing that song by Mac Miller, mm-hmm. two, 2009. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's when I really got a, an interest in it. And the reason I didn't start earlier is because it was just a little overwhelming for me, just because of that. And it didn't sound good when I played. Yeah, like, I understood. Was, yeah, understood. yeah. And I didn't want to put the effort in. So. And I can relate with you on that whole, like, learning that one song over and over again, and it's like, it gets very tedious. Like, I remember, because my parents grew up in a choir, and mm-hmm. music, music has always been a big part of my family as well. Like, cool. I'm actually the, I'm the, I'm the odd one out. I love music, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to play any instruments. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. I love instruments, but I'm not really like inclined to want to play it. Mm-hmm. So like, I learned. I remember growing up, we had to got this piano teacher for the church, but he would only teach us like these very just one hymn, two hymns, and then we just mm-hmm. play it. We just learn over and over again. So I don't really know how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. But if you were to, I guess I could still p- maybe play these hymns, but not, <laughs> yeah. not, not really. It's been like twelve years. Mm-hmm. So like, your business idea is teaching kids how to learn how to build chords. So talk about that. Yeah. So, so let's jump back to entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. So I joined the uh, the runway program, mm-hmm. which is like an incubator for the students to create their own business and then pitch it at the end. And some people sit in as like investors, and um, they basically you know give out the funding to the most like uh, efficient pitches, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, best business models. Uh, so I joined the program and um, I didn't have a business idea and I was literally stressing for weeks like I was because I really when I started the Wait, before you, what year did you join the program um, when I started when I started FGC oh, okay. yeah, so you immediately you jumped immediately because okay. I wanted to like immerse myself in the culture Understood. and I was, I was very Understood. serious about like Understood. I wanted to be successful I was yeah. very excited about it all okay I wanted to implement the stuff I was learning in my classes mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so I was in the runway program and I was struggling to come up with business ideas and I had a couple that I thought were decent mm-hmm. and I was like consulting my professors, faculty, and they were like, oh, this might be good, this, but like they were not really sold on anything mm-hmm. and I got some great feedback too. Um, my uh, creativity professor, um, Professor Evans, I came to him for like a golf idea and um, it wasn't that great. Yeah. And, uh, he was really nice about it, but he was like, you know, this might not be like your best idea. Yeah. So I'm still like pulling my hair out, like trying to come up with something. It's and stressful. Then, it's a stressful yeah, time. So I'm, so I'm like brain mapping everything, and I then I kind of put together like fashion, like got piano over here in the mm-hmm. corner, mm-hmm. and then um, I've got the problem of you know what I went through. I already lived it, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, there's something here, and I don't think I mentioned earlier when I started to learn like musical scales, mm-hmm. um, which is you know like a set of notes on the piano um, that those notes sound good together yeah. when you hit them in different orders. Mm-hmm. I took a sticky note and ripped it up into little pieces oh, okay. and I placed them on each key and that kind of helped me learn the scale, ah, right? Nice. Yeah, so that's creative. So I was like it. I was like, well, you know what? I can't like sell like sticky notes, right? <laughs> and just say rip this up. Like yeah. that's not gonna yeah. work. So I was like, well, um, what if like I came up with like a physical product that you put down on the keys, right? Yeah. And it kind of just has like visual dividers that kind of illustrate, like show, visually show what keys, what uh, piano keys are within that scale. Yeah. And theoretically, if you hit any one of those keys, it's going to sound good. So anybody can play. Mm. And then as I kind of added attributes, I was like, oh, wait a second. When I learned about like music theory, I mm-hmm. realized there's a system of like chords. Uh, chord meaning like hitting more than one note at the same time and it sounds good and I found I understood that system I was like okay if I color this one this one and this one within that like scale Mm -hmm. that's a chord so yeah my product is just essentially a physical um, it's like a physical uh, 
made out of uh, product made out of silicone yeah. or plastic. Yeah. You place it on the piano keys, and yeah, it highlights notes that sound good together, mm. right? And it's color coded for chords. So really, anyone can sit down, just hit the colors. Yeah. Sounds really good. It makes it easy for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. Makes, it definitely makes learning a lot more fun too when mm-hmm. you actually get to create these things and be more yeah. creative. So. When you're talking about, we talked about how you were kind of pulling your hair out to find an idea. And yeah. He talks about you went from golfing, like that's kind of a big change from golf all the way to piano. Yeah, definitely. They have nothing <laughs> in common. Right. Talk about the pivots that you had to make in between. Like, talk about the pivots. How were you able to handle those pivots? Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing there were some ideas that you were really, really sold on, and then when a teacher told you, mm-hmm. maybe not. Right. How were you able to handle that? Like, okay, this is not the idea. What do I? How do you find the next idea? How do you pivot? Yeah, so how do you pivot? That's a good question. Um, I think just using like reason, using mm-hmm. logic, not focusing on like your emotions of like uh. of like of like oh this is like stupid. Oh man, like I, that that's gonna work because I can make it work. Yeah. Like don't get emotional about yeah. it. Just like try to use your logic behind mm-hmm. like this person is trying to help me. And like I I had no problem with like I was grateful that I got mm-hmm. that feedback from mm-hmm. my professors mm-hmm. like. Like this isn't your best idea, or this one's okay. Yeah. And I had another one for like it was like an app for parking, and I think <laughs> I think everybody in the school had an app for parking <laughs> yeah, at yeah. one point, man. So then like um yeah, one of our teachers, uh, Mark Bowl, he he was like, you know, that's that's interesting, Sean, but like, are you like passionate about, <laughs> about parking? Uh, yeah. I will say one thing I lear- love about Mr. Bowl is he. He's goofy, in my opinion. Like yeah. uh, his teaching style, mm-hmm. it's not very structured. But I love his passion for the kids, and like mm-hmm. he loves to teach. And then he said something really, very, very important to me that that stuck to me this semester, and I think that really worked for you, is that you have an insight that's pers- that's unique to your perspective, and that's like the I want to learn how to play music, and the I want to learn how to play music. I don't want to learn how to play this one song over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. I have a pr- I want to learn how to build chords. You mm-hmm. have an insight. Mm-hmm. You you love the piano. You grew up in music. Just the fact that you were able to use your insight to like make that decision, saying, "Okay, let me put some one and two together. What makes my idea unique?" That's okay. I don't, I don't know where I want to go with this, man. But that's that. That's that. That's the hard part right there. It's finding mm-hmm. like it's because there's so many products out there. Mm-hmm. How does yours? It's it's important. It's all about how does yours help? How does yours make things different? Basically, how does yeah. your insight? How does your perspective? How does your background in history make things different? Which is that's yeah. all about pivoting as well too, just finding that insight of yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I, I did all the hard work. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about a thing. Like I already made it to where, you know what keys are gonna sound good. Yeah. And you already know what keys. Like if you hit one color, that's gonna be a chord. Mm. Whereas I have a second color mm-hmm. for my product, yeah. and that's gonna be different, a different type of chord. Yeah. So you don't have to think. Like all you need to know is like, like all right, here's colors right in front of you like mm-hmm. here, here's colors that cover certain notes yeah just hit those colors have fun with it yeah and you make your own music that's pretty much it okay let's yeah. talk about the building aspect of that because that sounds a lot more comp that's i bet you it's a i bet it's a lot more complicated than you're making it sound because chords it's not like you just press this one and the next one right. over and the next one over mm-hmm. right because I, I again i played the piano it's one of those like just because they're next to each other doesn't mean mm-hmm. they sound good together. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So how did you build the system to where, like, you, you could just place it on any part of the keyboard and it actually works? Is there, like, yeah, a, system, yeah. is there a systematic way it, about there it? There is, yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, um, basically the easiest, like, scale that you can learn on the piano is all of the white keys. That's mm-hmm. called the C major scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is for people who are interested about, like, if this is overwhelming, just don't even listen to this. <laughs> but um, if you want to know why it works, yeah. So that's the C major scale, all of the white notes. So there's a system where um, 
that's it's called a major scale, and it's like a whole step, which meaning you skip a note, and mm-hmm. then which is that black key. Yeah. And then another whole step, which is you're skipping another key. Okay. And then um, yeah, there's either whole steps or half steps. Half step is the note right next to it. So okay. I'm s- I'm probably starting to lose some viewers here. Uh, but so basically, yeah, yeah, going. yeah, yeah. So basically, there's certain steps you have to take for that scale, mm-hmm. and that is covered on that that first basic scale of C major and then you just lift up my product and it's got that same pattern and then you just start it on a different note oh, okay and now you're in a different scale oh yeah so you've got all these different sounds and I think people that would really enjoy this um, my number one customer segment is kids in school kids in sc- I feel like yeah kids in school would really yeah. benefit from this especially like yeah the, they, the music teachers music classes and all that stuff yeah too. they they like freak out when they start playing on mm-hmm. it because they're just like wow this sounds crazy yeah. good yeah because they're like they sound like they know what they're doing exactly and, yeah. and they're they're making their own thing because yeah. like if they're trying to learn a song it's like oh i messed up oh i messed up mm-hmm. with this you can't mess up like as long as you're you know, like in a steady rhythm, like yeah. it, it's gonna sound really good. So, so at that point, it just comes down to pursuing, like just practicing, mm-hmm. just just pressing those chord chords yeah, at the same sure. time, and you're sure. just get just get creative with it. Yeah, and I have a feeling anyone else who's interested in music yeah. would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, people in my school, like they're all about it. When they use it, they love it. Yeah. Um, I haven't met anyone who hasn't, and like that's good. Have been successful with that's, it. That's good. And I think people who are trying to make their own stuff, like yeah. SoundCloud or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have one friend who is in very interested in buying one as soon as I get my provisional patent mm-hmm. filed yeah um, he makes his own music so I think he'll really look into buying one nice. as soon as that happens nice nice yeah. so I mean we'll talk a little bit more about the creation of the product right sure. like yeah. I'm guessing the how'd you come up with the idea oh, damn <laughs> not necessarily coming up with the idea like they it's definitely t- how long did it take you to just come up with that pro- like that that the product. product the product and like build building it in a way that mm-hmm. actually works over and over again yeah like so multiple prototypes and all that stuff mm-hmm. like what was that like yeah I um first prototype I took a piece of paper and some scissors and I cut out the sections okay. and uh, d- just laid the piece of paper over the the, the piano and uh, uh, yeah just the little pieces of paper that stuck out and those were the keys you're supposed to follow so mm-hmm. that was my first prototype then I went to the craft store. And I cut up some styrofoam, and that was like a physical oh, product. Okay. And I don't know, like, if this is on YouTube or anything, I'm sure we could throw up some Im- images and videos and stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so that'd be cool. It would help the viewers. But, uh, yeah, so that, those were my first two iterations. And then I was getting funded through the runway program. I got funded three times so far. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's helped out with, like, all the, the startup costs of nice, the business. nice. Um, and then I used some of that money to uh, make it out of silicone. Um, I learned the process of like mold making and casting ah. with different materials, and I made it out of silicone. And it just sits on the back of the keys, and it's just you know a visual, mm-hmm. you know the product just like there to visually help you. But silicone just felt nice on the keys and yeah. everything. Uh, so yeah, I went through that a uh, few iterations and. I was working on the patent stuff and getting feedback from like people using the product and now um, I, I never made it out of plastic or like liquid plastic because uh, some pianos are spaced different like yeah. they fit different okay. so like I didn't want to sell a product and that someone's was so like, s- like just too rigid to yeah because it would because it would fit like inside of uh, like what would hold it in place is like the black keys mm. um, so the problem was like plastic like it wouldn't be able to fit yeah, yeah. so I um, just went with silicone because of that, more flexible. But then I came up with a different design 
um, with like harder materials yeah. like plastic. Yeah. And the reason it works is because you can place it on the top, it just slides across the, the blackies, it okay. sits on them. Okay. And um, the little color sections that you look at to pick out the keys, you can slide those on top of the device. Nice. So, and I have like a little tutorial like how to set it up and everything. That's so dope. Yeah, it might be difficult for people listening to understand everything. I think visuals will oh, yeah. totally help them. Yeah, new products coming out soon. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get the visual. Mm-hmm. But like, how, so what was from the from start from point A to where you are right now? How long has it been? Uh, the whole process. The whole process. I, I started the business in January 2020, so right. it's been a little over a year now. Yeah. A lot of that has been the trial and error of mm-hmm. what people like and don't like. Okay. And the patent thing has ho- held me back. Otherwise, I would have started selling a long time ago. Nice. So. Um, yeah, that sounds really cool, and I'm really excited to uh, really just like see what's happening. Yeah, oh yeah, this is like one of the products I'm like I've never never thought it'd be possible. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it's not something you don't think about until someone actually tells you about it. It's like mm-hmm. you just don't know it, like this is possible. So I'm excited to really see it. So I want to move on to yeah. a little bit more about you. Sure, as a person, definitely. What have you learned about yourself through your process as an entrepreneur, as, a, as someone who's trying to become a, a full fledged entrepreneur? What have you learned? That's about a great yourself? question. So when I started, like I was thinking about like salary like mm-hmm. how much am I gonna make yeah in a year and like all that kind of stuff and um, it got to the point where like I um, I had to do some thinking and thanks to a lot of like guidance with people that I've met in, in my life recently mm-hmm. like through mm-hmm. the program and uh, faculty members um, you can just you can follow your passion mm-hmm. and um, kind of you know as you're following the entrepreneurial process, you can find ways to capitalize on opportunities mm. and make money mm. doing what you enjoy doing. Yes. So I started to worry less about like what field I'm focusing on and like the amount of money I'll make from that. Because yeah. I started to tell myself, like honestly, if you just follow your passions and just be make make you know intelligent decisions, um, follow the process of what I've learned in class. They give us the foundation to be successful and nice. mitigate any risk that is going to be like thrown in your face. Yeah, they do a great job teaching us yeah. over there. I, like again, it's not always about the opinion; it's all about the mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah, and that's yeah. the biggest thing. Is like I know personally for myself, like my biggest worry sometimes is like the uncertainty because mm-hmm. like I'm going into my senior year and like got to graduate, got to mm-hmm. get that degree. Yeah. What's next? Right. What's next? How do I how do <coughs> I make money? So like I love what you're saying that following your passion, mm-hmm. you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. So I mean, I know. Have you have you gone through a phase where you have kind of had to kind of self develop yourself? Like you got to learn a new thing, new crafts, new new trades. Like you just had to become a better version of yourself. Can you talk about like just developing yourself as a person? Yeah, all the time. I mean, I go through that all the time in every aspect of mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in regard to like more recently, um, yeah, I'd say like I, I've definitely gone through more change in the past like three or four months than any other time in my life yeah i've had some personal struggles yeah um you know i don't want to go like in too great of detail about that but yeah so i've i had some self-reflection that i had to do on just my life in general and like um how i um you know how i perceive like the world and everything and i started to do like a lot of journaling Mm, actually I, i love like finding the time now to like write yes um i've got this journal that i like I started to write in uh, maybe like December, I guess, like beginning of December or like uh, late November, mm-hmm. and I filled the whole thing up already. Like really? I, I got to buy a new journal, yeah. Nice. So, so what 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 kind of stuff is like? You don't have to get like too detailed. Yeah, but yeah. What kind of general stuff is it? Basically, like how you feeling that day? Things mm-hmm. different, con- think, think different ideas that you're coming up with. Like what's in that mm-hmm. journal? Like if you want to just kind of give us a synopsis, so, of what's in that journal? Yeah, it's pretty cool because like 
in the beginning of the journal, um, you know, when I was going through my struggles, like a lot of like emotional, like just getting like my feelings out mm -hmm. and like um, a lot of like ir even like ir irrational stuff, yeah. right? Just like yeah. a, a lot of stuff fueled by emotion. And then um, I was watching like a lot of cool like YouTube videos on like different types of philosophy. I, I enjoy that stuff. You're I a philosophy kind of guy. I, I just okay. love to learn like about everything, right? I think that's, that's a, it's a common trait with a lot mm -hmm. of entrepreneurs. You just yeah. kind of have to learn. But yeah, like I used to be a guy who like I'd love to go home and play video games like in high school yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But now it's just like every time I'm doing something like that, and it, it, that's not the same for everybody. Like, I, I think you need activities like that. Oh, for sure. To, to uh, hobbies. Release. Oh, you have to. Yeah. yeah so there's hobbies, nothing man. wrong with like playing video games. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. saying that. But I s I personally started to crave things where I just I just wanted to learn. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, YouTube is awesome. Like you can learn so much on there. Yes. And um. Yeah, I was looking at different types of philosophy, and there's this one uh, called Stoicism. Stoicism, that, what's yeah. that about? Um, so I won't do it justice, like, talking about it right now. There's, like, a lot of fundamentals to it, but I guess the best way to describe it, um, kind of just learning to be more rational, mm -hmm. um, basically learning to make decisions, uh, utilizing, like, uh, your reason, because mm. um, that's what separates us from like every other species, like yeah. our reason, yeah. right? Yeah. And with as that is, um, we still are like emotional beings. So it's very challenging like when we say things sometimes they're fueled by like our emotions and that can lead to um, some words that you want to take back yeah. later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I went through that process of kind of like learning that kind of stuff with stoicism and focusing on things that are essential like sometimes I'm catching myself like I'm like scrolling through social media like for no reason like mm. so, there's nothing wrong with social media but sometimes I just pick it up and I'm like oh wow like I didn't even realize I was going to it right yeah so I, I catch myself in the yeah. like you did you were just staring at the screen like you yeah. wasn't even like I was looking for something yeah 20 minutes later you're just staring at the screen just scrolling through right and, like, right it's that's 20 minutes you could have used to do something yeah. Productive. Yeah. So that's another fundamental, like focusing on things that are in essential mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. And just thinking things that um, have have meaning to me. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that's another good fundamental. But yeah, it's all it's all about um, just trying to be rational, controlling your emotions, not yeah. not diffusing them, like not like shutting yourself off, but For like sure. accepting them, yeah. and then like um, trying to just control them in a sense. Yeah. Uh, one thing like I've read. I, I do I do a lot of reading and like just a lot of philosophy mm -hmm. stuff too. It's like your emotions aren't really a bad thing. It just it's, it's literally your body telling you what's going on. So if you're mad, it's just like this mm -hmm. is a very irritating situation for you. Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you need to act upon it. You just need to understand. It's like I, and like I know, like what you said about us being the only thing that separates from animals is our ability to think and make decisions. Like yeah. we have a lower level thinking and a higher level thinking. Our lower level things are just our instincts. You instinctually mm -hmm. just get mad when something upsets you. Yeah, and it's tough. Like you gotta control that stuff. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's hard. But it's like, so you, hard. You yeah. gotta, and then the <laughs> higher level, you knowing that you have control over that, saying like, okay, mm -hmm. why does it? If you're able to decipher why does this make me mad, mm -hmm. uh, where are the stimulus that came with this emotion, and like how can I avoid this next time? Mm -hmm. You become a whole more like just calmer per person, like and then like you're able to make decisions better. You just become more at peace with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not that you have to abandon your emotions. You just have to be able to understand them. Exactly, and every time like I do feel like some sense of like um, major like emotions, like mm -hmm. I write about it. Like I'm really? trying to, yeah, because like I'm trying, like I'm going through that phase where I'm just trying to, um, and, and it goes into entrepreneurship too. Mm. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Like if you get like really psyched about an idea, yeah, to start a business, and you're like focusing on the solution, and you're just like, 
you've got all this adrenaline about it and you're ignoring like the problem at hand like are you even solving a problem mm-hmm. um and like ignoring feedback from yeah. other people yeah. like, like you gotta like wake up and like just try try to use your logic you know and yeah i encourage anyone to like look into uh it's called the daily stoic the daily yeah stoic. They, they've got a podcast they've got like uh books and stuff mm-hmm. yeah the guy who runs it ryan holiday he's awesome so nice. Yeah, it's a game changer. So I have some more, actually, based on mm-hmm. what you said about the Daily Stoic, what yeah. are some, like, tools that you believe have helped you besides the Daily Stoic? Are, mm-hmm. are, there, are there any other books, any other influences that you mm-hmm. that you follow, not not religiously, but mm-hmm. just follow and, like, try to take from them? Who are some people that yeah. helped you? So could be a teacher. It could be your mom and dad, just help. influencers. Um, I guess you could say, well, again, like, yeah, the Daily Stoic, like, he has one book where it's, like, one passage a day that you read, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, every single day I'm reading reading those passages and those are big influence from him right mm-hmm. um, other than that another really good book I read um, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey ah, that was I, awesome I love Matthew oh, McConaughey man, he's man. so cool yeah he, he's the best so yeah I read that in like literally like a month and a half really? just knocked it out I was so obsessed with it. I'm, I'm actually really interested in getting that book so can you tell me a little bit more about mm-hmm. it like what is it about yeah so it's just about his journey and um, he starts out by talking about his childhood. Mm-hmm. He had a very unique upbringing and um, kind of talks about, even though like they seem like some like troubling situations, he mm-hmm. learned from them, mm-hmm. he grew from them. Mm-hmm. So I think a cool theme of that, which aligns with like stoicism, is like even like the bad situations that are thrown your way, like yeah. you're learning from them. You're learning from and them. like same thing with entrepreneurship, you like you're learn from them. like you're learning from them. Like you've got problems and you're mm-hmm. you're using those as opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, you're learning from them, and then yeah, um, it's just about his story about like how he made it, and he goes through like major self reflection. And the reason I started journaling, I got inspiration from him because like his book was like created from all of his journals oh, over the years. Wow. And another thing I learned. Um, he literally like he just he just basically I wouldn't say forced but like he really um, initiated his success like he I don't, I don't know if he was really I'm sure he was meant to be an actor but he took advantage of every little opportunity that was thrown his way mm. um, getting into becoming an actor and his first big role um, oh I forget the name of it right now he played a lawyer like early on in okay. his career um, I, I read the book too. Uh, a time to kill, I think. A time to kill. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. He was just like kind of. I think he like knew some people that were like um, on the the cast or like the director or something like that, and um, he he knew some people, and then they were looking for like the, one of the lead roles next to Sandra Bullock, and he he didn't just sit around when he heard like they were looking for someone. He yeah. was like a no name at the time. Yeah. And he was like, how about me? And he just kind of threw his name in there. And he did like a impromptu audition um, right there, right, right, right then and yeah, there. Yeah. Took advantage of the opportunity and just left his mark. He wasn't afraid to just jump in there. So mm. sometimes you kind of just got to just jump in. Cold. You know, whatever resources you have, yeah. as many or as, as few as you have, yeah. you have to find a way to utilize it. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you might think like you're thinking crazy, but like, um, yeah, you just got to do whatever you can to just take advantage of those resources. That's yeah. That's very powerful, man. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love your like what he said about opportunity. Like, and I, I remember um, there's actually two points about Matthew McConaughey that I <laughs> want to talk about. Like yeah. his his ability to, like you said, you, you may not have the most opportunities right now. You may be able to start with one, but just using that, maximizing that one, mm-hmm. making it spread as far as possible. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Like, and then you're 
I, I, I live by this mantra that opportunity comes to those that are most prepared. Mm-hmm. If you're able to create opportunity for yourself, the opportunities that you're looking for will find you. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanna if I wanna get into the, this this building with this hedge fund guy, but I know mm-hmm. nothing about it, and I know no one in that building, but if I can ask one person a question, maybe even ask the janitor, mm-hmm. who 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 works here that I can get in contact with. Right, right. You may know something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all about stair steps. Yeah, like I honestly believe like. It staircase sometimes yeah yeah and sometimes it, it takes like um like a lot of energy and time out of your life to where that's the only thing you might be able to focus on or mm-hmm. it's like a drastic uh change in your life but whatever like your dream is like you can you can make some changes to really a- accomplish almost yeah. anything like yeah. i honestly believe that like let's say like um you wanted to be a hedge fund person you wanted to work on wall street yeah. and <coughs> you don't have the skills and you don't want to like go to like uh you know get your mba or whatever yeah you could probably like go there and um say like i don't need any money just mm-hmm. just let Give me, me help opportunity yeah just let me like let me uh you know un- unpaid internship which is harsh like in new york but um you can always like there's always a way well, you yeah know? you always have to be willing gotta, to make a sacrifice you gotta leverage somehow yeah. yeah so um yeah and that would be challenging but there, there's always a way and you've got to leverage like what you do have yeah. and make it work like yeah. it, there's always an opportunity there you just got to be creative about it exactly you know, so there's always opportunity you just got to be able to be willing to open be open-minded yeah. enough to find it because it yeah. may not come from where you think it's going to be from and it may not necessarily result in the things you want but life has a great like great way of circling around just like mm-hmm. you once you did the you did the business school, you yeah, didn't like yeah. it, you you know, and you found an opportunity somewhere else, and guess what? The, all that other stuff you did in the back mm-hmm. came right back around. And skills yeah. and learning how to do something is just a matter of learning. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't necessarily need to know how to do it immediately. I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that it's all about the mentality. If you mm-hmm. have the mentality that, like, I may not know how to do it, but I'm willing to learn, mm-hmm. I'm willing to put in the work, no matter how long it takes, if you truly want it, mm-hmm. if you can get it. Exactly, yeah, it's time management. Like, you, you got to put the time in and, mm-hmm. and learn it, you know. Yeah. Um, you but gotta, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. Yeah, you got to commit to it. Because, like, a lot of people may say, like, oh, I really wish I could, like, be this, but I can't because of this. Mm. And um, you can, like, I mean, you can try your best to make that opportunity work. And um, that you can you can give up some things in your life that you don't hold as important as that thing. Th- things that Yeah, yeah, priorities. Like, there's things that, I mean, a lot of people would give up. Um, and then there's people who... Uh, they don't necessarily make those changes that that you need to implement. So it's just honestly like, and it's your decision. It's about what you personally yeah. want, what yeah. what you value. Yeah. So. And I back to that Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and sure. I remember he was telling this story about how he was getting these uh these roles like these rom com roles. Like he did the mm-hmm. movie like I think it was the the Wedding Planner with uh, Jennifer Lopez. That's not, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he was I getting those that. kind of roles <laughs> like rom com. Like that's he was a rom com guy, but he wanted mm-hmm. different roles. And he just said, okay, no, I want a different role. But everybody kept calling him for rom-coms, and he kept mm-hmm. denying them. Mm-hmm. $10 million deals, $20 million deals. Mm-hmm. The same person would take a $20 million yeah. deal for a rom-com. I know I would. Yeah. But right. he said, no, I don't want to be a rom-com oh, kind yeah. of guy. And that really talks about, like, his fortitude, mm-hmm. his persistence. And it's like he believed that he could be something else. Like, you talk about, like, a little bit more about the importance of just having fortitude. Mm-hmm. It's like being able to say, yeah, all these opportunities are coming forward. Like, I have these, I have an opp- these doors are all opening, but I want mm-hmm. that door. Mm-hmm. And I want this one right here, like. How do you stay on that path regardless of, like, you're not getting what you want, but you have to stay on that path for yeah. a long run? Yeah, that's a perfect – I mean, that aligns perfectly with, with what we're talking about here. And I re- he has that part in his book. Yeah. And the moment he made that decision, his, it wasn't fulfilling to him anymore. Yeah. And that's my point. Like, the man's making so much money. Yes. Like I talked about with, like, the salary stuff about yeah. me thinking yeah. about salaries. Yeah. 
it got to the point where like it wasn't worth it to him anymore even though he's making a boatload of money mm-hmm. he wanted to leave his mark doing like you know more like roles that were important to him and he got that feeling from his role with the time to kill mm-hmm. um and then now he's at a point where he's doing rom-coms which he enjoyed bringing pleasure to those that audience i remember reading in the book but he knew that it was time for him to, to move on and, and try to pivot towards what he really held yeah. true to himself, yeah, like yeah. what he enjoyed. Yeah. And yeah, so he denied, started denying films, everyone that called in for the rom-coms. And then I think there was one that was offered to him and they offered a lot. It was like 10 million or whatever, like he said. Yeah. I, I forget how much, but then he, he was like, sorry guys. And then they came back with another offer. It was even more. And they kept on doing it where it was to the point where it was so much money and he was just like, it was just painful for him. But <laughs> I mean, he got, he yeah. got kids. He got kids and a wife to feed, man. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of money to and, be passing. Up. That's hard. An insane amount of money, and he was like, "No, like I'm just gonna like stand strong." Mm-hmm. And like he told his agent about this. Like everyone was on board. The whole like the family too. Like they were all on board. They knew it was hard for him. Yeah. And then like slowly but surely, then like he started to get some uh, uh, some feedback sure, from sure. from some like other uh, more serious films, mm-hmm. and then he got some breakthroughs so. stay true to yourself and don't let people put you in a box exactly yeah. And i love what you said about his family and his agent just being behind him because mm-hmm. i mean if you, you got to be able to have people that are supportive mm-hmm. like you got to have the right people around you i, I yeah. have a big believe that your association is key yeah because he's so key oh i agree yeah if he had, if sure. he had an agent that was just trying to make a check off of him he's exactly. like no no you take that rom-com for 20 million dollars exactly. i want my 10 percent <clears throat> yeah you know if he had if you had didn't have the wife that was supporting him, mm-hmm. it's like no, you gotta feed this and the kid. Like no, it's actually like you have to be who you are. You have to. You can't let people put you in the box. You have to like. <coughs> and I love the fact that he was willing to evolve because people at that point, when you're making ten million dollars doing what you're doing, it's you can get comfortable. Yeah. And it's okay to get comfortable. That's right. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You've hit the point of like no one. Like, not a lot of people make that money, but he mm-hmm. was able to. He was willing to risk his success and all his, all the work that he's done, just to evolve himself into something different. Yeah, he mentioned how like his agent was gonna lose out on some money there, but I think the agent trusted him mm-hmm. that like he was gonna make it, yeah. you know. So, and I love the fact out. that he was willing to bet on himself. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of trust in yourself oh, as yeah. well. Like, and yeah. as an entrepreneur, you gotta be willing to bet on yourself. Yeah, I learned a lot from that. And uh, another uh, key point uh, that I hold true to myself, and I implemented it into my life, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy I did uh, that. So, in the book, he talks about um, I think he had his own uh, production company, I believe. And um, he had a lot going on, had the production company, acting, doing, you know, family, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, for sure. And then he realized, he started to think about, um, like, his purpose, like, what he held true to himself, Mm -hmm. um, what was important to him, what was essential. And he was like, man, I just want to make these films, like, the films that I want to make. That's when he started to think about it. And he decided to just shut down the production company because Mm -hmm. he couldn't um, stretch himself that thin like he wanted to focus on what was essential right priorities yes. and I really like that really um, that I really felt that yeah. because at that point last semester so I was going through all my patent work and mm-hmm. like um, trying to create my minimum viable product with yeah. my business yeah. and I had a full course load of classes for school um, I had an internship at the Naples Accelerator yeah, here I was yeah. working like 20 hours a week wow I worked on the weekends at the golf course. I yeah. still work there now. Uh, so I had a full plate, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like five years from now, I want to be like proud of like stuff that I'm creating, mm. like what's important mm. to me. Long and term. I was like, it's all about my business, Key yeah. Rift, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, 
that, that's what I want to focus on now. So I dropped the, uh, the internship. Okay. And I only work one day on Sundays, no more than that for, uh, for uh, the, my, the golf course I yeah, work at. Yeah. So I, I took that, um, that lesson that Matthew McConaughey kind of you know, showed in his book. You know, he made that pivot to serious films. Yeah. He dropped the production company. And that's what I did in my life, essentially. And I really am enjoying myself now. Yeah. I think I'm on a great path because of that. So you think you found your purpose? Um, you think you're in the process well, of finding your yeah, purpose? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I think it's going to evolve. Like, I love uh, Key Rift, my business. And um, it's really cool. And I want to grow it and turn it into something special. And I want to help uh, people play the piano. I want to mm -hmm. make it universal yeah. so that anyone can sit down and play the piano. Sure. Um, and I, I enjoy that a lot. But I think, like... I have more in me than that too. Mm -hmm. So, like mm -hmm. down the road, I'm gonna continue to just try to create value for people. Yeah, uh, I love just creating, honestly, yes. and I'm I love creator. learning. Like, creator, I think, man. I think, I don't know. Maybe my big, uh, my big mark down the road is going to be something um, that I haven't even learned yet. Who oh, knows? For sure. Who knows? So, I mean, yeah, and what are you like? 22, 23? I'm, I'm 20. Just turned 24. Just 24. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, we have so like, such a long life to live. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, this is just the this is just your stepping stone, like yeah. Stepping stone right now, right. And I, what I will say about your key rift is I love the what I love another thing I love about it is that not everybody, not these kids, kids, kids want to learn. Mm -hmm. We want to learn music, and like not everybody's privileged enough to go get a a great instructor. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody has the parents like the funds. No, pa not every parent has the funds to give their kids the opportunity yeah, yeah. to go to school mm -hmm. to learn music. Mm -hmm. This right here gives you gives them opportunity to even get started. Yep, it's all you need, and you can you can play some pretty cool music. The, make as your long own as stuff. you can start, you can mm -hmm. get, just get creative. Master yeah. the basics, you can be creative. Yeah. So we're gonna be wrapping up here soon, and I love cool. the conversation we've been having so yeah. far. So, what in your what's your definition of success? What do you think success would be for you right now? Um, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. My definition of success is living a virtuous life. Virtuous that, life. That, that's it. For and me. what does it mean to live a virtuous life? Um, I would say um, just treating others like the way you want to be treated. Mm. Um, trying to, you know, just help help people because, like, really, like, we're all in this together. Um, and just appreciate, like, the present moment. Yes. Really. Um, yes. Because like we shouldn't worry about like the past, like getting held up on like the past, mm -hmm. or worry about the future. Yes. Because you never know what's gonna happen. Yes, sir. All right. Um, yeah. So just appreciate the present moment. Mm -hmm. um, bring value where you can to other people's lives. Just um, enjoy that. Um, I think that's ultimately success because there's so many people in this world that they'll live their entire lifetime not being present. Um, and I think that's like a huge problem yeah. like, in our society. So. Um, yeah, just doing your part and like bringing value and I'm trying to learn to like align more towards that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that, that's success for me, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I think like providing that value, like if you're providing like enough value, like that's enough to, um, you know, make a living. Like there's, there's always a way, you know, whatever, um, field that you're in, like there's always a way. There's so always a way. Yeah, for sure. And you and your as your network increases, um, your network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So exactly, exactly. I, I, I also learned this one thing. I don't know. I learned from this uh, podcast uh, from uh, Eric Thomas. Um, said that humans are the best form of, cur of currency, and oh. I, I'm a big believer of that because like, some there's there's some things money can't buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just I know that people say money can't buy happiness, but it's a uh, it's also a great down uh, deposit mm -hmm. for happiness. Mm -hmm. But like, there's some so you can't. Sometimes you just can't get in a room with a lot with all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't like you, man, they have some power that you don't have. Mm -hmm get into that room but if you're able to get a big network of people that want to help you mm -hmm. and find value in you and yeah. you present value to them 
going to get into the Deutsche Week today too. Yeah. You're going to get the opportunity. I agree. A network, very, very okay. valuable. Yeah. Very valuable. Find people that are in play could get you into the plays that you want to get into. Mm-hmm. Find I agree. That are in play. So, last couple questions here. So, okay. I want you to imagine that a young child, a boy or girl, wants to follow their dream and passion. Mm-hmm. What advice you give them? I would say it's totally doable and that's what you should do mm-hmm. um, and you know it might change down the road and you shouldn't if you're focusing on like the end goal like if you are really passionate about football and you mm-hmm. want to become an NFL player yeah um, you know I think it's good to like envision yourself like playing in the NFL mm-hmm. but I think if you're too caught up on just focusing on on that yeah and not putting in the, the s- work the, the work of like the that present work. W- yeah, yeah of that present work. moment yeah then um, it, it, you know, you have less of a chance. Yeah. Like, it's all about the process. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone who does make it, then they think back, like, over the years, like, after they retire, they think back about how they really enjoyed, like, the, the process. The process of going to practice. The process, day. yeah. It wasn't. The work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you win the Super Bowl, like, of course you cherish that Super Bowl. You yeah. love it. But at the end of the day, they're going to be like, man, like, those times at practice yeah. with the guys, like, yeah. having the a good time. The days that we yeah. didn't like, the days we wanted to kill each other, the days that were yeah, fun. Yeah, it was sure. all part. Of, it was all part of the story. It's yeah. all about the story. Yeah, so that that's one aspect of it. Um, like, trying to keep your head on straight in that mm-hmm. present moment, appreciating yeah. that present yeah. moment, which is what I've been trying to work on. Nice. Um, but, yeah, um, then also just using that reason, using that logic to understand, like, um, find that passion that you like, and then when you have that passion, um, just being creative about the process of identifying um, problems being unique because like the ones who make it successful literally in any field they are unique like they're different mm-hmm. so you have to figure out what are those attributes that you need um, to be to be different like mm-hmm. even like if you're playing sports like uh, you might be a little bigger a little quicker um, that it's going to be something that's different that yeah. makes you different than the yeah. other guys and yeah. same with business like a business model that's different than yeah. other business models you know that provide more value than the other guys yeah yeah and i like i like what you're saying about like just being different and finding what makes you you i feel like it's it's about setting a different standard right the ones that are most successful the ones that kind of change the game in your in a different way like yeah, steph curry exactly steph yeah curry, changes the game yeah, they change the game sure. so find a way where you your skills changes the game not yeah, just totally. for you but the, for your team totally providing value for the whole team mm-hmm. but that's well said man yeah. so well, last question to you in this phase of life that you're in, at the age of 24, with your patent almost coming out, with your, you're almost done with your product, mm-hmm. what mantra do you live by on a daily basis? What's the one quote? It could be from a book. It could be something that someone told you from a book, from a reading, or from a podcast, movie. What is your, what's your one daily quote that you kind of tell yourself on a daily basis? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, I, I might butcher it a little bit. Um, it's by an actor, an um, older actor. He passed away like years ago but uh, his name is Paul Newman mm-hmm. and um, I d- I've always like remembered this quote I've read it like years ago but he said if you see uh, it's something like this if you see the right thing to do you better do it better like do it. it yeah essentially if you see there's the opportunity to do the right thing and you understand that's the right thing mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. you better do it yeah so yeah don't think twice about it nice just, just do it Nice, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm going to give you a quick second for our listeners to find a way to follow you, talk about your product a little bit, plug yourself. So go ahead and take your time to talk, plug yourself, man. Yeah, so I'm not too active right now on social media, but um, I will be soon, as soon as I get the business going. Yes, sir. Um, I haven't started to sell yet, but that will happen shortly. Um, who knows? If you're listening to this now, it might be ready to go. But, yeah, my Instagram is Keyrift, K-E-Y-R-I-F-T. 
you can follow me there we got twitter as well facebook um you can go to keyrift.com uh yeah so there you go i hope you guys check it out and uh get yourself one learn the piano yes sir yeah. well, thank you guys for listening and you guys have a great rest of your day <laughs>